Welcome to the Vital Life Podcast. This is Dr. Sherry Rayleigh. Here we talk about health, home, family, and food, empowering you with the knowledge and skills to live a truly vital life. Welcome to the Vital Life Podcast. This is Dr. Sherry Rayleigh. Today we are going to talk about fertility. This is our health week and we are going to talk about the beginning, the very, very beginning. Um, We mentioned in the podcast with Dr. Stephanie about trimester zero and I want to talk about that today and why that is so important and what in the world does that even mean. Uh, But before I say that, I want to let all the listeners know this podcast is something that I'm doing because I wanted to find a great avenue to get information out. Um, I'm always told by close friends and the the team at Vitality, I hear all the time, you, you have this wealth of knowledge and, and I wish you could share that more. And I'll be honest, I don't like video. I have I have self-esteem issues, and so I hate watching myself on video, and when podcasting, um, when I started listening to more podcasts myself, I realized, you know, this could be a really great avenue, Um, but also, you know, I'm running Vitality, mom of three, wife, you know, life is busy, so I am recording these when I have some downtime after kids go to bed or after I've sent them to school for the morning. So I want people to know that I am doing this in a way that is manageable for my life. I'm not doing this in a crazy, like, I'm not hiring a producer. Excuse me, I'm not not doing all those things. To me, I I just want to get this information out to you guys. I want want people to know these things. I want everybody that that comes to Vitality to listen and, and know these, the things that we know and the things that we understand as a chiropractor. You know, in the moment when we're in the room and we're in with an adjustment, I have only a few minutes to share information. And oftentimes I am, we're asking those questions, you know, how are you? What's going on in your life? And so sometimes topics come up, but often they don't. And there's so many things that I want people to know and to know that we have resources for you. So that was the goal. That's really the goal behind this. So in saying that, I'm home right now. I sent the kids off to school. I'm home right now with the dogs. So if they bark or if there's something going on, I just want you to know this is real. It's real life. And here I am. So um, just kind of a pre, pre-warning <laughs> for you that this is just this is just me recording just getting real, getting deep with you guys, getting some information out there. So I want to talk about trimester zero. So it's kind of a funny term. <clears throat> we don't think about what happens before we conceive a baby. Um, often it's a forgotten time frame, right? You know, we decide, you know, it's time in our life we're going to have a baby. So we often women just stop their birth control or maybe they're not on it but they oftentimes we see it's like okay I'm ready to have a baby we stop birth control and then we just start trying to have a baby and there's no preparation involved in that other than I just stopped my birth control 
And so there's just so many things we can talk about in how we can prepare our bodies for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby. We can go deep into the conversation of epigenetics. Epigenetics is a very interesting study that talks about the human genome. And we know that we have genes expressed in our bodies. Um, you, you know, there's things that are passed down generationally from our, from our families. But we are in control of our health. And there's then this thought process that, well, my grandpa had heart disease and my dad has heart disease, so I'm going to have heart disease. And that's kind of how we've been taught to believe that our genetics are controlling us. And there are some factors that are important. Like there are some true genetic things that will make a difference in your, in your life and your health. But a lot of them are not. A lot of them are environmental. So just because your grandpa had heart disease does not mean you are going to have heart disease. You might be more prone or more likely to have that, but you can change your life and change your lifestyle to down-regulate those genes so that you don't express those genes so that your body is healthier. So... We all know making healthy lifestyle choices will change things like that. Like heart disease obviously is an environmental, a lifestyle disease. So yes, you may be more prone to it with that genetic component there, but that doesn't mean that you have to have those things happen to you. So epigenetics is all about that. So when we think about preparing for a baby, you have to think about your egg and your sperm right you your body your genetic code is being put into those cells the egg cell the sperm cell so if you are living an unhealthy lifestyle a toxic lifestyle things are not healthy in your body are you going to give that egg and that sperm cell good dna or maybe not the best dna so if you prepare your body you're going to set yourself up to have a healthier egg, a healthier sperm cell, which will create a healthier baby, therefore a healthier pregnancy and a better outcome for that child. And so often when people are in this phase of wanting to start a family, we get so emotionally invested in getting that positive pregnancy test and getting that pregnancy but it's so so much is forgotten about what happens after that. What happens after there's a baby? Now you have a child, a, a human being that needs to be taken care of, that has their own personality and their 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 own thoughts, and and raising that that baby. So, doing the work before you conceive to get your body ready, to get your mind ready. To get, your, to get everything ready to conceive that baby so that you can have a healthy family, a healthy pregnancy, a healthy child. There's, it's just a forgotten thing. And that's one of, the things, one of the things that I'm so passionate about in the work that I do. I'm doing a lot of work in the office with couples who are in this phase of their life. And I've been doing this for a few years now. Um, 
And I love having these conversations with, with couples when we sit down and talk about getting their bodies ready. It's, it's amazing to me how many couples are on this track. It's, it's so much fun because we know that when you prepare for that baby, you're going to have so many, such a healthier outcome, a healthier pregnancy, less interventions in the birth process, which creates less stress on baby. So kids, these kids are thriving because they haven't had all of these interventions and stressful events. Um, we'll, we will definitely dive deep. My, my thought with this podcast is let's start here. Let's start at trimester zero and we're going to talk about the whole process. The trimester zero, preparing your body, talking about pregnancy, talking about the birth and delivery, talking about raising healthy kids, brain development, everything. We're going to kind of take this as a series and roll all the way through, um, you know, like till age five-ish and then talk about what else after that. But um, there's so much power in the preparation. So... I want to be a little bit vulnerable here and tell you guys my story and why I'm passionate about this and how I got started with this work. So um, I was married and I mean, I was, I still am. Um, My husband and I decided, you know, we were about ready to think about having baby. And I knew that I had been diagnosed with PCOS, kind of, I was never officially diagnosed. When I was 13 or so, I woke up one morning with terrible pain in my lower abdomen on the right side. So of course they rushed me to the hospital thinking it was my appendix. And turns out it was actually um, an ovarian cyst that had ruptured. And so they told me at the hospital, I mean, I was aged, I was 13, I didn't know anything. And they said, oh, you probably have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I was like, okay, well, whatever that means. <laughs> and so I had this thought in the back of my head that I had this thing, but I didn't really know what the thing was and it didn't matter at that point because I was just a high schooler and whatever. Went through college and, um, you know, really didn't have any didn't have any issues. But while I was in chiropractic school, I started having that same abdominal pain show up every so often. So I went to um, I went to an OBGYN and they did an ultrasound and they looked at my ovaries and said, yep, you have, you have some cysts on your ovaries, so you probably have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I'm like, okay, well... And they said, you know, you might have some challenges getting pregnant, but, you know, you're obviously not ready for that, so no big deal. So so fast forward, I'm graduated, I've opened Vitality, and my husband and I are thinking, hey, we should probably start, we should start trying. <clears throat> so knowing that I had this thing, I went to an OBGYN, I won't name them because it was a bad experience, um, and I walked, I went in and talked to the, the doctor. He was terribly mean to me. He looked, I asked him, I said, hey, I think my husband and I are ready to start trying for a baby. I know I have this, been kind of diagnosed with PCOS. I want to know what can I do to get my body ready? 
and to make sure we're successful. What, what can I do to get prepared? He looked at me like I had two heads, reached over, grabbed a brochure for the fertility clinic, handed it to me and said, here you go. You're going to need this. And that was it. And I said, well, can we, you know, can we run some tests? Can we see what's going on here? And reluctantly, he offered me um, another ultrasound. And he said, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. Just go ahead and call this clinic. I'm like, so I left there. I literally bawled my eyes out the whole drive home. I probably shouldn't have been driving because I was crying so hard. And I, after I was done being really, really sad... I got really, really mad (laughs) because my chiropractic training taught me that the body is capable of healing. And I knew that in my heart, the body is capable of healing. So if there was something, quote, wrong with my body, then I knew I was capable of fixing it. I just needed to figure out how. And so that threw me into a deep dive, studying functional medicine, I studied with a couple of different chiropractors. I studied a uh, fertility massage technique. I, I really took a deep dive. And so my husband and I did a lot of work. I did a bunch of herbs and supplements and I did my own hormone testing and, you know, did a whole bunch of different things to get my body in a better place. And so fast forward another couple of years of working hard, I went back to a different OBGYN and asked the same questions. You know, here we are at this point now, we're a couple of years into loosely, you know, not preventing a pregnancy. And, and uh, she, you know, she ran some tests and she's like, I don't see any cysts on your ovaries. I don't, she said, you might have PCOS, but I see no reason to say that you do have it. So that to me was really, really validating to know that I went from, you know, oh, yep, you have PCOS. Here's a brochure to the fertility clinic because you're going to need it to, you know what? You don't really have any signs of or signs or anything that tells me you do have it. So PCOS is a really, really challenging condition. There's a whole lot of pieces to that. But that was so empowering to know that the work that I did changed things. And I went from not ovulating to tracking ovulation to ovulating pretty regularly, having a normal cycle. Things improved so much. And so long story, but we were, you know, in that mode of trying again. And, um, you know, God works in amazing ways. We were, we were kind of, we were ready to, to, to hit the ground running, trying really actively trying to get pregnant. And, we got a phone call one day and from my aunt that said, hey, your extended cousin um, just lost her children to abuse and neglect and would you want to take them in? So there were two little girls, year old and a baby, and we said, absolutely, we'll do that. Long, long story. I will probably do an entire podcast on our adoption story or maybe finish writing my book because there was, um, it was a long process, a three-year process, four years, actually four-year process um, to get them adopted. And and then we got the, the bonus of the little man too. So 
long story short, <clears throat> we didn't end up having a, a pregnancy. But we did a lot of work preparing our bodies. We were healthier. We were able to be better parents. Mentally, emotionally, we were in a better place because of all the work that we did. So that work is absolutely important when we talk about preparing for conceiving a baby. So back to epigenetics. It takes 120 days to make an egg cell. So I tell women often, this, it's currently January. So the egg that your body is starting to develop right now, you will ovulate that one in April. So <laughs> often, you know, in this work, I will talk, and, and just in, in practice in general, I see a lot of women say comments to me in March and April, oh my gosh, my cycle is so bad this month. I'm having terrible cramps and I, I'm feeling terrible and this is so bad. Why is my cycle so bad every spring? Well, four months prior is Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're eating all the things, all the sugar, all the bad stuff. We're stressed out like crazy and drinking alcohol and doing all the things that we don't always do. But the holidays happen. And while you're developing the egg that you're really that your body starts working on during the holidays is what you're going to ovulate March or April time frame. You know, 120 days, three, four months later, right? So I see this every year and it and I kind of laugh because it's it's such a pattern. You know, the, the more you're the longer you're in practice, the more patients you see, the more patterns you you tend to find. And it always it always happens. And so you know, there's so much importance with that time frame. So when I work with a couple and they're on a fertility journey, we talk about this 120-day window. So to make a healthy sperm, sperm takes only 90 days. Of course, men always get it easier, right, women? But the sperm only take 90 days. So for a male working on their fertility, it does happen, it does happen faster. But we still need that time frame to get our bodies healthy. So when we work for work through a fertility journey, I tell everyone we're going to want to work together for at least 6 months. 120 days is gets us to a point of a healthier point. So we work for that 120 days to to get our bodies healthy. Sometimes that we need to detox old toxins and things that our body may be sluggish and holding on to. Sometimes we need to start building our nutrition and making sure we're getting the right nutrients to create a healthy egg and a healthy environment in your in your body for that baby to grow. And sometimes it takes more work getting hormones balanced and things like that. So we know that it's a minimum of 120 days to get the body into that into that healthy place. So we start typically with a you know with 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 a consult. I I like to sit down with couples and ask them their journey, to ask who they are and talk about them, be, talk with them because I want to know you as a person. I want to know the whole person, the whole picture. 
I could probably go down a major rabbit hole with our healthcare system and how, you know, it's important to have specialists in our healthcare system because we need people who are focused and specialized in specific things for specific conditions. But we have no one in our healthcare system that actually looks at a person as a whole person. Not not that there's no one, but but in general, everything is so specialized, which is a blessing and a curse because no one looks at you and says, "Okay, human being, person in front of me, how can I help you? What do we need to do to get you healthy? And so I explain this in a way where we think about a plant. You know, I love gardening, I love homesteading, so here I am with a plant reference. If you have a plant, say it's a house plant, and the leaves are drooping and they're turning brown and things aren't looking good and it's supposed to have flowers and bloom and it's not blooming what do you do? Do you take that plant and inject a bunch of chemicals and a bunch of things and put it in a dark room and, and you know put fake lights on it? Or do you take that plant and put it in a, a sunnier location, give it some nice clean water, add some nutrients to the soil, and, and tend to that plant to make it thrive so that it can bloom? Right? So when you think of fertility, so often there's this concept of like, oh, well, your body's broken. Something's wrong. You're a wilting plant. So let's go take you to this clinic. We're going to throw a bunch of chemicals at you, a bunch of hormones at you, put you in a stressful situation, and hope for the best. And so when you think of it that way, it's it's so obviously like, wow, why would I ever do that? <laughs> that seems so wrong versus looking at a human being and saying, look, okay, your body is not blooming. You're not blossoming. You're not creating that fertile flower, right? You're not blooming. How can we make you bloom? Are you a wilting plant right now? Okay, you're a wilting plant. I need to make sure you get sunlight. Hello, vitamin D, right? Um, we need to give you water. Are you actually drinking water <laughs> so often so pe- people miss that um let's let's you know let's nurture you in a way that we can help build that nutrients into your body and get things into a balanced state you should make sure your hormones are balanced so everything is working in this beautiful dance so that you can bloom and so often when you bloom right when you're healthy what happens? There's a side effect called a healthy pregnancy. <laughs> and so, you know, your body is capable. Your, your body was designed to create life. We are, human beings are designed for life, to be connected, to create life. Your body is meant for that. So if it's not doing that, we have to look at you as a person. What do we need to do to make that happen? And sometimes we need to add some nutrients to the soil, right? Sometimes we need more vitamin D, some sunlight. Sometimes we need hydration and water. Sometimes we need some hormone balance. So it takes some, some specialized herbs and, and things putting into that plant to get them to a balanced state. Maybe we need to detox. Maybe there's some junk in there that needs to get, we, we have to get rid of. Whether that's physical junk or mental, emotional junk. 
there's sometimes things that we need to do. Maybe there's some scar tissue in in the pelvis from injuries or abuse, things that have happened to us in, in our past, and maybe we need to work that out. So there's there's no one approach for each person. People often I hear, you know, we get calls at the office. Okay, I heard about your fertility program and how much is it and what does it look like and how does that work? And, you know, it's a hard question for my front desk staff because it's not a cookie cutter system. You are not a cookie. <laughs> I, I, everyone is different. Every person has a different story. Every person has a different background. And so, you know, we can't answer that. So we always sit down and start with a consult because I want to know who you are and and your partner and what what's their what's your plan together to create a family where have you been what's happened to you what do we need to do for you as a whole person to get your body ready for conception and so there's no one answer um often we will do um something called the dutch test to figure out your hormone balance most, if there's a hormone imbalance with women, which there is a lot of hormone imbalance, which we're going to get into an, an entirely different podcast on all of the endocrine disrupting chemicals and things in our environment, how we can protect ourselves a little bit better from those things. But it's a very common problem to have um, hormone imbalances, whether that's in the preconception conception phase or in the perimenopausal phase, I see it in teenage girls that are having trouble with their hormones, which drives me a little bit bonkers, but the answer always is, oh, just put them on birth control, which is literally a band-aid. Okay, your hormones are jacked up. They're not working right. So what should we do? Let's just stick more hormones on it and hope for the best. And unfortunately, then, then when it's time to come off of those things to start a family, We've got a whole slew of things we have to work through. So another, another rant for you there. <laughs> um, but the testing is important. Sometimes we need to do labs. Maybe there's some simple things that are going on. If you have anemia, your body's not getting enough oxygen, do you think it's going to create another life to sustain with oxygen? Nope, it's not going to happen. So sometimes it's simple. Um, I had one... I had one um, young young lady come to me. Her and her husband were trying. They had been trying for almost a year without success. And she came to me and told me a few different symptoms. And I, was, and I thought, you know what? I think you have low estrogen, which is actually opposite of what we find most of the time. And I said, let's just run a quick test and see what your estrogen levels are. Ran a quick test. Her estrogen was low, and just like I thought it was. And I put her on an herbal supplement to boost her estrogen. I said, give it three months. I said, I, I, I really think within three months, this is going to make a difference for you guys. And lo and behold, exactly three months later, she's pregnant. <laughs> and so it was just a, it's amazing how it, it could be just something so small. And, and I'm so, so thankful that she brought that to me because she was talking about 
you know, going to the fertility clinic and what what do I need to do? And uh, there's so many things about, um, you know, I, I don't like to say negative anything. It was so, it was simple. It was a simple fix. And it would have been really easy for her to go down a rabbit hole with a, with a fertility clinic who likely would have pushed for, you know, all of this testing or said, okay, you need to do IVF, like major, major interventions, major surgeries, things like that, that it was so simple. It was just a hormone, a slight hormone imbalance. We got it corrected in three months and boom, now she's actually pregnant with her second baby and had to do nothing to prepare for that one. Her body figured it out. So, you know, I don't, I don't like to say anything negative. I don't want people to think that the fertility clinic is terrible. There are definitely people who need it. Um, and I say that to a couples a lot. You know, let's, we work together at least six months to get their bodies ready. And if it comes to that, that their body, it doesn't happen, that medical intervention is there and you can utilize it. It just shouldn't be your first step because it is going to be a challenge on your body. It's going to be synthetic hormones. It's going to be um, surgeries. You know, it can become a really big ordeal. So if you go from a place of, I feel broken, my body is not working, I have to go to this clinic, and they, you know, push or force your body into doing something that's like again taking that plant that's maybe not thriving that's wilting it's got some browning leaves it's just not as healthy and pushing some sort of plant hormone into it to make it flower is that flower going to be amazing is that plant going to be amazing no it's going to push it out and make it happen but it could potentially put that plant in a really risky place where maybe not could survive or, you know, when you think of it from a plant perspective, right, it's, that's going to be a very stressful situation. I have a couple that I'm working with right now who just got a awesome Christmas present of a positive pregnancy test and that happened to them. They went to the clinic and they got a pregnancy and it didn't, it didn't last and they went through the terrible process of a miscarriage. And so, you know, we know mentally and emotionally when you're in this place of wanting to create a baby, you're doing everything in your power to do it. And when you go through those, the, the, you know, a clinic where they're forcing this on your body, it put her body into a stressful state and it forced this to happen and it wasn't successful. And then there's the aftermath of that, mentally and emotionally, the trauma that that poor couple went through and the healing that they have to go through. And so, you know, when they came to me, they were done. They were they were fed up. They said, I I can't keep doing this. I need something different. And and that's we talked about that on the first day that I met them. I said, look, we're going to do what we can to get your body to a healthy place. And a side effect of that is likely a healthy pregnancy. No, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees when you go to the fertility clinic. I think the clinics are a 30% success rate maybe. Um, 
you know, and I tell people that if there's no guarantees, but we know that when your body's in a better place, the side effect of that is it, the body does what it's meant to do. And so I think they were only four months into the six month idea <laughs> and, uh, just doing what couples do and, you know, not even really truly at the point of trying yet. And boom, here we go. Successful. So, um, you know, it's just amazing to see when those, when those situations happen, um, getting their bodies right. But, you know, like I tell every couple, you do all of this work, we get your body into a better place, we get your body into a healthier place. If it still doesn't happen, that clinic is still there. But I would put money, I would bet that you're going to be more successful after doing this work. Because your body's in a better place versus jumping in into that and hoping for the best and hopefully getting some kind of an outcome. And so that's happened. I've had some couples that, you know, after another year, we work together for six months to a year and things just aren't still not doing quite what they need to do. And they've had success at the other at the fertility clinic. So I say a lot of things and I try not to be super super negative about that um but our our society and in the, especially in this world of fertility people don't know that there's other options and that's just the general the general consensus is oh I can't get pregnant here's my only option and it's not your only option there's so much out there to prepare your body and and to get ready and that's what we do in the office so we always start with chiropractic because we know that the nervous system controls everything. So your brain is sending messages down your spine, out the nerves that come in between the spinal bones, and out to all of the organs in your, in your whole body. So if there's not proper nerve flow, then your body cannot function as well as it should. So we know that chiropractic care, number one, is going to make your body work better and feel better and have better outcomes. I have one couple who um, the the mom, the wife, actually said to me a few months ago, um, I need you to undo what you did. <laughs> so she worked with me for, for about four months and... And I always say this, I would I, best case scenario is working with both mom and dad. Uh, she worked with me, we got her hormones in a little bit better place, and then but they weren't successful four months in, no changes. And um, which we know was definitely short amount of time. But <laughs> her her husband had some low back pain and uh came in and he literally got like three adjustments and that month they conceived. <laughs> so she blames me for um, their fertility and now they have multiple children and an accidental pregnancy. And about six months ago, I got a message from her like, can you undo what you did? Because uh, we're done and we keep accidentally getting pregnant. <laughs> So <clears throat> I, you know, responded with, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, because that's an amazing blessing. And, you know, also you might need surgery or there's some things you can do to prevent that. <laughs> so it was a, it was a wonderful um, 
you know, it was a, it was a thank you kind of comment of like, oh, I can't, you know, this is working so well now. And I really think the difference was for him getting him adjusted. Um, so that works for men and women. You know, the nerves going to those organs have to be flowing and sending the right communication. If they're not, things aren't going to work. So we always start with chiropractic. Nutrition is huge, you know, just like we talked about with the wilting plants. You have to have the right things in the right places. If the, if your body is in survival mode, nutritionally, it is not going to create new life. You have to fulfill your needs and get your body prepared to fulfill the needs of another life. And we talked about hormone balancing. Um, we also, I also do something called the safe and sound protocol. And it's actually kind of a biohack for the vagus nerve. And now I'm sitting here realizing I should probably do a whole podcast on that. But um, especially in the fertility world, there's often a lot of emotional ties a lot of hard, hard emotions with that. And so I see that these pe- these couples are often in a state of fight or flight. And when your body is in a state of fight or flight mode, your, your nervous system is primed thinking, the lion is chasing me, the world is unsafe, and, you know, I'm in danger. So if your nervous system is in this state of I'm in danger... Do you think it's likely going to create new life to put in danger? No, of course not. So we have to bring your nervous system into a state of rest and digest and production and, you know, in that, in that fertile state. And so chiropractic and doing this vagus nerve work together is really, really powerful. And then we also do fertility massage on a lot of women, um, if there's a history of um, ovarian cyst, if there's a history of, um, you know, pelvic surgeries, injuries, car accidents, um, sexual abuse is another big one. When there's scar tissue in those organs, the organs can't work like they're supposed to. So the fertility massage, I shouldn't even call it massage because it's deep organ pelvic work. It's not comfortable. But what we do is get into those tissues and break up that scar tissue, bring blood flow to that area so that those organs specifically can heal. And it is very powerful work. And often we hold emotions there. And so often in those moments, it can be a little intense physically and emotionally for women because there's some, some you know, deep hidden emotion in those organs. So... That's something that we we work through as we're in that 120-day uh, to six-month window to prepare the body. So those are some common things that we do. And like I said, it's not it's not a cookie-cutter approach. There are there are there are no two people that are the same or alike or have had the same history or events. And so there are no two programs or two people who can do the same stuff. Uh, everything is different for everyone, and so being specialized it takes it takes time and it takes you know it takes work on everyone's part to to help but you know we call it our conscious conception program because when we are aware or conscious or aware of 
of what we're doing and we're being actively, um, we're actively putting in the work to prepare our bodies, the side effect is often a healthy pregnancy. And so it's powerful work. It's emotional work. Um, I, th- I think, I fully believe that, that God allowed the things that have happened to me in my life to happen so that I can be on this journey to helping other, other couples so that they can be successful. And, you know, in our lives, when we go through things, we, I think often we ask, you know, why did I have to deal with, why did I have to go through that? And why me? What was me? Um, and I've been there so many times, but doing this work is so fulfilling for me because I know that the challenges that I've been through and the experiences that I've had, I can turn those around and make sure that no one else has to deal with what I had to deal with. And no one gets handed a brochure from a fertility and says, go to the fertility clinic. You, you're going to need this. Um, you know, I feel like I'm on a mission to prevent that for people and to help people get on the right foot so that they can have a wonderful, beautiful, healthy pregnancy, a healthy baby, a happy family. And, and that's what gets me up in the morning. It's what gets me going. And if I can help, you know, a few couples every year or a lot of couples every year do that, then, then my work is fulfilled. And, and that's, that's where I'm, where I'm passionate. So trimester zero, we all, we have to start there. And so if you need help or if you know anyone, please share this information with them. Um, this is something that I'm very passionate about and want, I wish the whole world knew all of these things. So I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to this fertility podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Vital Life Podcast. I hope this podcast leaves you inspired to live a more vital, holistic life. Connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Sherry Rayleigh or Vitality Chiropractic NC.